This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. G'day, welcome to episode one, season two of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick. With me once again, as always, I didn't scare him off in season one. It's health coach extraordinaire Christian Huggins. Mate, how are you? How have you been? I'm good, brother. Still flat out, as always. Um, but very excited to get season two kicked off. I think the the second we signed off season one, I was already looking forward to this to this next uh, next sequence in our um in our journey. So, and we had really awesome feedback from that, yes, that first did. season, which is cool. So, as soon as it was done, people were in the pipes, kind of like getting in our ears and inflating our egos a bit too much. Um, so <laughs> it's time to fe- feed the ego again. Um, I, I could see the cogs moving in your head as as soon as I hit stop on that last episode of season one. You were like. Here we go. Oh, I just want some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, uh, we have fancy new digs. Yes. We moved are, on. We moving are, up in the world. Is, we're kind of in like the Starship Enterprise at the moment <laughs> <laughs> compared to where we were last season. Uh, and it's all thanks to the team at Digital Loop on Beaufort Street in Mount Lawley. They're right above Planet Books if you want a bit of a nostalgic throwback to yes. where, <laughs> where we are. Um, the, the new Digital Loop podcast studio is going to be opening in April 2023. And Digital Loop, they're a digital media company. So if you're a freelancer or a content creator wanting to step up your media production game, give your website a glow up, uh, need a videographer. They've even got a green screen in this place. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, So keep your eye on their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia for any updates because uh, they've got some big plans for 2023. So thanks again to Chris and the team for having us. Too lovely, too lovely. Um, so yes, thanks, Chris. Uh, but back to you know the important stuff, bats. Yes, um, back on to more important stuff. Uh, season one wrapped up, um, I believe, in about end of October of uh, twenty twenty two. Yeah. So uh, you and I have obviously stayed in contact. We didn't freaking just <laughs> bail from each other, <laughs> well, and we uh, actually like each other. Yeah. We're good mates. <laughs> um, so you know we've been we've been touching base and you know catching up. Um, you know in between in the off season. Um, but I think it's important for the listeners to kind of get a gauge of, of how season one ended up for you and how your 2022 rounded off. You know, did you enjoy the silly season? How was Christmas? How'd you go with holding up those habits that we, we worked so hard to ingrain in season one? Well, there's good news and bad news. Any indifferent news? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it kind of goes few, with you. A few indifferent <laughs> pieces of news. Uh, I was I stayed on track for about a month after we wrapped up. Yep. So we we wrapped up season one. I was ninety two point eight kegs from memory. Yes, sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> should have should have should have reviewed the notes. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I, it's not important. Yeah, it's so last year. Yeah. Uh, this uh, I I did get down to ninety two. So that was that yeah, was nice. that was my best, and I stayed on track for about a month. So I found I, I spoke about this at the the back end of last season. Once mm-hmm. I sort of got under that like ninety four towards ninety three, like the the weight wasn't falling off quite as easy. I yep. was finding it trickier, uh, but I did get down to ninety two. Uh, had a great time. Went up to Coral Bay, uh, which was about mid to late November, mm-hmm. um, and fell off the horse big time. Yeah during Coral Bay, um, so much so, I mean, the horse was dragging me around (laughs) (laughs) throughout the silly season. Um, Just completely forgot to to even get back on the horse, you know. It was just 
a lot of uh, beverages, uh, a lot of chocolate, um, just social events galore. You know, yeah, you was, had you were next level social yeah. events. I think it was like one or two a weekend all throughout the end of November, correct. December. Eh? Yep. Correct. Um, so it was very silly, mm-hmm. <laughs> very mm-hmm. silly. So uh, at the moment, um, so we'll, we'll get into where I'm at shortly uh, and and my goal for for season two. So when I fell off the horse, I found that my motivation was nowhere near wanting to do my exercises. Mm. So I was conscious about trying to calorie buffer and all, yep. all some of those fun things that we learned last season across the silly season. But where I stuffed up most probably was not doing the exercises. So yep. I was still doing all those neat things like in the garden and um, getting your steppies up, get my steppies up, but it was actually that strength and, and mm. all that sort of stuff just completely fell off. So uh, that's, that's where we want to get back to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I had this conversation with every single one of my clients. December is a crazy time of the year for just about <laughs> everything. Like you're yeah, catching up with Friends, family over here, family over there, family, friends over here. You got work dues, you got wrap ups over here, like Boxing Day, New Year's, Christmas. Yeah. And like for us, like we had My Bucks Do. We'll get into that a little bit, but <laughs> My Bucks Do. We had a 30th, we had a New Year's party. Like so yeah. there's lots of things going on. And a big thing of what I spoke to my clients about is like, you know, how do we minimize weight gain over the silly mm. season? Because you know, not many people are going to be making super long strides toward their, towards their weight loss goals over that period just because, like you said, there's chockies, there's extra food, there's extra beverages, all those sorts of fun things. So, um, you know, you had your first holiday in a little while to go to Coral Bay. That kind of bled straight into social events galore and all the fun things that come with Christmas. So the fact that you were still able to um, implement some of those healthy habits like getting your need up, still staying hydrated, you know, calorie buffering, all that sort of stuff. Like that's, that's golden. That's, that's a, that's a win in my eyes. And now we get back into January and there's nothing magical about January 1st, which we'll get into, you know, later in today's episode, but you, you start to, the wheels start to turn again. You're like, okay, cool. I can find my routine again. I'm getting back into work. You know, there's not as many social events and, and all that jazz. The silly season for me as well is like, I reckon everybody eats nearly 2000% more sweets. <laughs> like we, we had a box of favorites, two box of favorites yeah. and a box of celebrations, <laughs> which are terrible. The typical uh, present. Eh? They, for me, I hadn't had a, ce- a morsel from a celebrations box in years. The, the quality is just so bad. Like don't even do it to yourself. I don't um, even know what's in celebration. Is that like morals like, and stuff? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's favourites. Uh, um, it's like Mars, mini Mars and oh, Snickers. That's, and, that's lovely. Yeah, oh, just the build quality just wasn't there for <laughs> yeah, me. Okay. You know, I couldn't even enjoy it. <laughs> I'm still eating it. <laughs> I still ate it. Yeah. Which also, <laughs> like, sorry to interrupt, but that also feeds into the lack of motivation. Like you're eating shit yes. and it makes you feel shit and you just kind of this – you get this fuzz in your brain and in your yep. body not to want to get off the couch and start, you know, engaging in exercise. A hundred percent. So uh, I finally got rid of all the chocolate. Nice. Um, the sweeties have all gone. Uh, still got a few social events here and there, um, but I'm, I'm so keen to just, you know, even like I, w- I wasn't cooking as much. You yeah. know, you don't cook yeah. as much in that silly season because mm-hmm. you're catching up with friends and loved ones and other people are cooking for you. So you can't even control those controllables. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, yeah, can't wait to get back in the zone. Yeah, hell yeah. And even with myself, you know, yes. um, people look to me It's not as, all about yeah, me. Fair, yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
they're fucking taking the limelight. Um, no, so yeah, yeah, you know, people look to me for like the health advice and think that I might have everything kind of under control, but you know, your sleep routine goes out the window. Maybe you're not getting as many steps as you normally would. Maybe you can't do as many workout sessions or you, like you said, you're eating out. So other people are cooking for you or you're eating out at like, you know, a pub or a restaurant or whatever it might be. So you know, I myself included over a few week period had a few too many drinkies and a few too many <laughs> meals out. And maybe I wasn't, my sleep wasn't as good and all that sort of stuff, but it's just like, oh, it's, it's part of this season of life and the season of the year, you know, you just take it in your stride and then you get back on the horse when you can. Now I like that little segue. It's not all about me because, uh, I want to, wanted to bring you along for a journey in season two. So yes, what are you looking for? to move towards throughout this season two of the Busy Blokes podcast, Goss? Yeah, so I've had like a big think about um, this. I feel like I've I've gotten to a stage now where I'm happy with the way my body looks, which is yeah. a big goal for other people. They just want to look better naked kind of thing. You know, yeah. I'm not stepping on a bodybuilding stage anytime soon or anything like that. <laughs> Bit of a pleb, but, um, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy with the weight I've lost and, and what I've built. Um, I'm happy with my nutrition. You know, I can – I eat the healthy stuff that makes me feel good. And, you know, I know that's building me up, you know, that whole analogy of like building your house. So you want to build yep. good quality materials, but then I can still enjoy a bit of pizza or some wine and, you know, um, some ice cream at Simo's Ice Creamery if we're going down that <laughs> way and all that jazz. Um, you know, I'm happy with my sleep habits and all those bits and pieces. So I feel like I've gotten to a stage now where I'm very fluid with health. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not like having to super focus on all these things and like remind myself to hydrate enough and remind myself to eat enough veggies and, you know, do this and protein. Like I've gotten to a stage now where it feels really good. And this is where, you know, it takes a while to build a habit. It takes a while to build your lifestyle. It takes a while for it to become part of your identity. And I feel like now it's part of what I, am, what I do and who I am. You know what I mean? So I don't have to really focus on these things, which is great. And which is what I try to teach all my clients to get to. And through this podcast, we're trying to teach more people to get to and yourself is just, Doing the healthy habits is part of who you are and what you do. Yeah, you've in- essentially completed it. <laughs> I've graduated. You've graduated, <laughs> you've but got <the> degree. <laughs> but in saying that, um, you, there's always things to kind of continue tweaking and continue, um, you know, uh, building upon. So, I look now as like, all right, I've gotten to this healthy, quote unquote, healthy place with regards to my, my habits, and now it's like, what can I continue doing to? Uh, build upon what the foundation that I've already set and continue feeling healthy and happy. So you can have these outcome goals, something you're working towards that goalposts you want to, you know, you want to hit, you want to kick the goal, but there's lots of actions and behaviors that you're putting in place to get you towards those goals. Right? So if my outcome goal was be healthy, which isn't very quantifiable, but it's be healthy and happy and have the energy and all that sort of stuff. I know there's things that I need to do to make me healthy, happy and energized. So it's, you know, strength training a couple of times a week, get my steps up, eat nutritious meals, um, hydrate, manage my stress and so on and so on. So I looked ahead at this year and I was like, all right, how can I build upon what I'm already doing? What can I add in, you know, actions and behaviors wise that is going to continue to kind of bolster that, you know, health and happiness and energy. So one thing that I'm going to be doing is ankle mobility drills. So people who don't follow me at health coach Christian um, or people who do follow me, they might've sent a picture I put up of when I broke my leg um, about six years ago. I absolutely <laughs> mangled. Room. Yeah. I mangled that thing and absolutely dislocated my ankle and everything like that. So um, I've had a very poor mobility in my ankle since then. So doing ankle mobility drills to increase the, the range of motion in my ankle, uh, which is going to obviously increase my mobility. Um, I'm going to be getting the sauna three times a week. So again, yeah, so I'm building a house and that's going to be done in about two weeks, hopefully, which is about a year past due date. Um, so that's a big goal there. But um, once we move into the new house, we'll have a sauna there. So getting it for 20 to 30 minutes a week, 
I'll also be buying a cold plunge. Um, so doing cold plunge every morning for two to three minutes. So again, that's that hot, cold therapy. Is um, that like an ice bath? Yeah, pretty much an ice bath. Good grief. So, yeah. <laughs> so lots of benefits that come with going to those extremes of heat and cold. So making that part of my daily and weekly routine. Um, coconut oil pulling, which is pretty much putting some coconut oil in your mouth, swishing it around for about five minutes and then spitting it out. It's a good way to kind of floss with an antibacterial and antimicrobial yeah, right. oil, which is great. So that's good for oral health. And then boosting my daily gratitude with adding a bit of prayer on the end of that. So kind of just kind of I do my thankfulness, my gratitude, and then I add on a bit of like, you know, what am I hoping for myself and for other people um, in a positive way? And then another another one is sprinting once a week. So all of these things are building me up. So ankle mobility, sprinting for my cardiovascular health, sauna and cold for that extreme kind of heat and cold health. Um, then I've got prayer and gratitude, which is my you know emotional and spiritual health, and then coconut oil pulling for my uh, oral health. So I don't have these big outcome goals anymore, but I've gotten to a stage now where I've you know like you said you've graduated, yeah, yeah. but I'm just adding tiny little things on, and these are going to you know make me a better person, um, a future husband, because I'm getting married in two months. Yep. Um, it's going to make me a f- better future father. So I'll be starting a family soon. Um, future, you know, a, g- a good friend, a good, you know, businessman and stuff like that. So what can I do that's going to help me do all of those things positively? Are they things you've always wanted to do and why have you not done them yet? Well, I think like, um, you know, all the things we taught people in season one is what I thought as I was creating the content was what people should no. And mm. that's where they should start, right? Getting a handle on my sleep, um, you know, creating a wind down routine, um, nutrition, starting to crowd out my nutrition with some healthier options, starting to hydrate more, move my body a little bit more, walk a little bit more. So you start to build from being this unhealthy bozo, which is what I was, <laughs> and started implementing some of those health habits. And I started to feel good. Once you've got those under control, it's like, all right, what's the next thing? And then I'm sure once I've got all these things in, it'd be like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next? So you're always kind of reaching that next level. If that makes sense. Well, my goals are not as hectic. <laughs> I I don't have any. Uh, my uh, I live in the eastern sort of suburbs, and it's hot enough for me out there anyway. So I don't need a sauna. Um, last season for me was a weight loss goal. Yep. Uh, we're going to do that again this season. Um, but after the podcast. I had had some bloods done and off season one. After season one. After yeah. season one. Yeah. That was and when you dropped that bomb in the middle of season one. Yes, <laughs> yes. You might remember I talked about a fatty – I've got a fatty liver and yeah. that was just years of build-up of eating poorly, not moving. Drinking uh, beers. Drinking beers, being a slob. So the results weren't perfect but they were good. I'm on the right track. So That's my, what the doctor said? That's what yeah, the doctor nice. said. So my fatty liver levels have come down. Nice. Uh, but he said, mate, if you can get under 90 kilos, you'll be sweet. Yeah. So – that's the goal. Yeah, epic, which is cool because you've got that that scale or the weight loss goal. You can see the number changing between your feet and this is why I often say blood tests are great because you can't really see what's happening. Correct, 100%. So getting those bloods drawn and getting a you know professional look at those and really kind of debunk them and then you can say, all right, what can I put in place actions-wise that mm. is going to lead me to the positive result? And it was interesting. I always had it in the back of my mind. Like yeah. I knew if I lost weight, that would also take care of itself. Mm. But when I went back to the GP again, it was a new GP because I've moved house since. So he was the first one that said to me, mate, this is where you need to be and here's why. My previous GPs were always like, mate, you just got to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. (laughs) Diagnose and adios. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Get out of my office. Your 15 minutes is up. Yeah, here's 150 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Jackass. So this guy, this GP was awesome. So he's basically, yeah, given me – another little goal to hit. Um, 
it's also great timing. Uh, my partner and I are going to Europe in the middle of the year. Nice. Uh, big summer vacay. So yep. uh, get get the uh, the rig ready to <laughs> mix it with those, <laughs> those Greek, Santorini Greek <laughs> goddesses and gods. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's 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 me for season two. So we've got uh, what have we got? About ten weeks. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to do this for the next ten weeks. Um, within that, uh, I've got a, a wedding. I've got a honeymoon. Yeah. I'm moving into my new house that I've been building for the last two and a half years. So it's going to be flat out. <laughs> it's um, been a long time it. coming. Yeah, yeah. You coming into your house? So I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. New digs, new new podcast digs, and new new slumber digs. So it's going to be very exciting. Well, should we get into our big topic for episode one? Yes, I think it's a, a very timely topic of uh, motivation and how to stay motivated, especially after. That that initial new year, new me motivation has waned. Christian, I need this so much, <laughs> how to stay motivated, because as we just heard, I was not motivated over the silly season. Yeah. I let it get a hold of me. Yeah. And even the best of us, you know, lose a bit of motivation or habit structure routine over that time. So, and then, you know, you get this magical 1st of January you know, everyone gets excited, like, yeah, that's when I'm going to change myself and change New my life. New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And studies show that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail. As the number changes fucking every year, but yeah. 80% of people, so only two people succeed in their resolutions. Um, so I think we just chat about this off, off air, but you shouldn't wait for this magical date to be like, yeah, I'm going to change then. Yeah. As soon as you start thinking about, all right, I need to change my life, just do it, whether it's May or June or August or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, for me, the silly season through summer goes into January anyway. So True. it for me, it would sound like a silly time to start a New Year's resolution <laughs> yeah. because you're still enjoying yourself. Yeah. A lot of people have time off. They're seeing loved ones and hanging out with mates and going to the You could just pub. be hell gnarly and be like, mine starts on December 1st. Yeah. I'm going through a silly <laughs> season. Just <laughs> but this is probably a good time to kind of, you know, the podcast will release um, early Feb, early to mid-Feb and um, – a lot of people might have had that news resolution mm. and they might have gone for the three, four, five weeks and just started falling off the wagon or have already fallen off the wagon. Yep. So this podcast might become a really good time to kind of, all right, let's get back to it. Well, my silly season started in November. So <laughs> you had two months. arguably no, before that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole of season one, you were being quite silly. Correct. Um, all right, so let's get stuck into them. Today we've got four ways to stay motivated. Um, I don't really like motivation. <laughs> like motivation is good to get you started, but um, habits and discipline is what keeps you going because motivation comes and it goes. It comes and it goes in waves. So the first way to stay motivated or on track, as I like to say, is to keep track of your progress. So having this kind of visual in front of you, like a daily habits checklist or body measurements, progress pictures, scale weight, um, something objective like how much weight you can lift in the gym or in your case, blood tests, um, you know, giving yourself a score for your sleep or, you know, how fast you can run a kilometer, whatever your goal is, but keeping track of it and seeing, all right, am I getting better? And it's a good way to kind of keep you on track in that sense. And what I also like to do with some clients is, I like, I like journaling for one, but just finding a positive somewhere and writing it down. So it doesn't always have to be this, this number on the scale or number that you can lift in the gym or number of runtime, this kind of really objective thing. But like, are you sleeping more soundly each night? Like, uh, is your mood improving? Are you generally feeling better? Has your energy improved? So finding that positive somewhere and just the act of writing it down is like, okay, cool. I am making progress. And if you're like me and need something or someone to keep you accountable, 
like season one was proof <laughs> that that actually works because I, I'd had so many attempts to like trying to get back on track with my health and whatnot, but I didn't have anyone to keep me accountable. Yep. Until I came across this idea with your wonderful self, (laughs) nothing was working. Yeah. So if you're like me, you need to have that accountability and find someone, whether it's your partner, your mum, your dad, your sister, your brother, a mate, whatever it is. It's so, so helpful. Exactly right. And that that leads us on to the next one, which is get outside accountability because no one is motivated all the time. And if you have other people counting on you, like your chances of skipping a workout, for example, like go down drastically. So like you said, you can get a mate or a partner or a sister or a brother to come along for the ride. You can hire a coach or be a part of a fitness community of some sort or, you know, organize a workout time with a mate or your partner and set it in your calendar. Um, I read this uh, study in my book, the other uh, one of the books I was reading the other day, and people who think about their goals, people, people who think and write, people who think, write and share with a friend or people who think, write, share with a friend in a weekly progress report to someone have a 76% chance of achieving their goals. So rather than 80% failing, we have nearly 80% um, succeeding in their goals. So thinking about it, writing about it, sharing it to the world and then progress report to someone, whether it's a coach, a mate, you know, your, par- your partner or whatever it might be, you get way more increased odds um, of, of reaching your goals. And over that silly season when I fell off the horse again and wasn't accountable to anybody, yeah, <laughs> I was feeling I was getting back to being tired. I was yeah, grouchy. Yeah. I yep. was just, you know, I, I noticed all that change. Whereas when I was on the right track and doing mm-hmm. all the right things, I was feeling way better. I was sleeping yep. better. I was waking up energized. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting through the day. I wasn't getting halfway through the day and then crashing, you know, like yep. it's, as soon as I went away from all of that and all the wonderful things that we learned in season one, all those not so great feelings were coming back in. So yeah, it's nuts. Negative snowball. Yep. Um, so with that, like getting accountability piece, so you want to, ha- it's, it's good to have that in the early stages, especially. And then eventually, hopefully anyway, you get to a stage where you're holding yourself accountable. So this is where I like to say that my clients kind of graduate for the program. I have a really shit business model. I don't want people to be <laughs> be relying on me and kind of always hiring me the same people kind of over and over again, because it means I'm not doing my job properly. Yep. After the three months or the six months, you shouldn't have to rely on a coach to ask you those questions. You should be thinking, all right, how is my sleep? How is my digestion? How is my energy? What's going wrong? So you're kind of always holding yourself accountable. Am I am I putting my best foot forward? Am I doing these actions or am I being a bit lazy? So you want to get to a stage, obviously, at the start of it, you can hire someone or you can um, uh, get a mate to come along for the ride or whatever it might be, put, start a podcast. Um, or And then eventually you want to get to a stage where you're kind of constantly checking in with yourself, whether that's you know by thought, whether it's verbally, whether it's writing it down and journaling, like actually holding yourself accountable. Alrighty, number three is to set small, achievable, yet challenging goals. So, you know, if you've got 20 kilos to lose, set those milestones. Just lose one kilo first and then lose four more or lose two more. Um, You can focus, like I said before, maybe you don't have these outcome goals like I do this year, but you have those behavior goals. So focus on those actions or those behaviors that move you in the direction of your outcome goal. So weight loss, for example, three workouts a week three liters of water daily. Um, I hit my protein. I get my steps up each day, whatever it might be. Or you can set this goal of, I just want to get one push up a day or whatever it might be. So you set these kind of little targets for yourself. I think for mine this time around is focusing more on the actions than the number between my feet. And I know we spoke about how important it is not to focus on that number, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard not to. Yeah. So for me, it's, 
actually working out three times a week, mm-hmm. not two times a week, mm. uh, getting outside and working outside a bit more. I yeah. sort of restricted myself to inside. Uh, when we recorded last season, it was winter time, yeah. so it wasn't ideal, but um, and it was footy season, so I was having footy training and whatnot, getting outside and exercising mm-hmm. that way. Uh, but this time, you know, uh, getting out on my beautiful new front lawn and <laughs> rolling around <laughs> yeah, and nice. doing push-ups and whatnot. So doing that three times a week consistently. Uh, I think I'm okay with my water and hydration goals. Like yep. I'm pretty – that's sort of more than a habit now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting back to cooking better. Yeah, that was a big one. You know, get, getting back in the kitchen, yeah. um, eating a piece of fruit a day. So you get back to those basics that we're starting to talk about until that becomes part of your identity, who yeah. you are and what you do. <laughs> And you're always going to have these little seasons, just like the world and the weather. You have these seasons that you go through. So you've got to change your actions and behaviours, with depending on what's uh, depending on what's going on in your life at that mm-hmm. moment. Whether work's really busy, or whether you're moving house, or whether you've got a wedding coming up, or whether you know the weather outside is really crazy. So you're always kind of adapting your fitness and your nutrition and your health habits depending on what's going on in the outside world. Because then the theory in my brain is the rest of it will take care of itself. That's the idea. Yep, you focus on those actions and that's all you focus on and hopefully take it takes care of the rest. And those actions give you something to kind of track and measure each day as well. So yep. you have that checklist of like, all right, did I get my three workouts done this week? Did I get my three litres of water today? Uh, did I get, you know, a piece of fruit a day? Did I get back in the kitchen, you know, and cook five, five days out of seven this week or whatever the kind of little um, uh, steps you, you set for yourself, like you're keeping track of those as well. What's this deeper why? Yeah, so this is the last of our ways to stay motivated or keep, you know, staying on track with motivation. And it's to uncover your deeper why. So it's really, really important to reflect on this. Um, but, the, you know, I do this um, exercise with clients called the seven levels deep exercise. And I'm going to create a free training just for listeners. I'm going to create a free training around how to do the seven levels deep exercise so if you want access to that exact piece of training and how, how you go about for uncovering your deeper why, um, just message us, DM us on the Busy Blokes podcast at Busy Blokes podcast on Instagram and just say seven levels deep and I'll send you that free training. But essentially, you know, you've got this very noble goal of wanting to lose five kilos or you've got this goal of wanting to run a half marathon or you want to eat a healthier diet, you want better joint mobility, whatever it might be. But why do you want to do those things? And you really want to get to the root of that, the really deep why, because that deeper why is what gets you out of bed when it's cold and rainy outside, or that deeper why is what declines that second serving of cake, or the reason you skip a Sunday sesh to go to go get a workout and beach swimming, whatever it might be. So that deeper why is really important to reflect and whittle down to, because that's what's going to drive you when motivation kind of wanes. So we had a quick go at it. Before, before, yeah, I could before see we record on the this light segment, bulb was going on. I was like, it's going to take too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my deeper why is basically I want to live longer. Yeah. You know, live to an age that's not going to be me falling off the perch at 50 because if you yeah. don't sort my life out, you know, life's good. Yeah. I've got so many awesome things happening in my life and, um, you know, I want to enjoy it for as long as I can, really. Yeah. Have little family members running around, be able yeah. to pass on, you know, play cricket with your grandkids or your grandnieces, 100%. whatever it might be. So, you know, you've got this goal of this season anyway because you've gone up to how, how, how heavy are you now after the silly season? Oh, we haven't even covered that no. yet, have we? So no. 
five. So a little bit, just under a three kilo With kind an of blower. Yeah. We think there might be some water weight. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of a glow up, you've had a blow up. Correct. But um, so you want to get back down to below 90. So you've got five and a half kilos to lose over the next 10 weeks, which should be pretty, pretty standard. We'll see how we go. Um, but, you know, very noble goal and you want to get your, your fatty liver sorted out. But at the root of that, you know, we only got a couple de- levels deep and I'm sure I could have gone very, a lot deeper with you. But it's because you like, you love life so much. <laughs> life is good. You don't want to fall off the perch at 50 or 55. You want to, you know, keep living life to its fullest. You want to challenge yourself. You want to reach this age of, you know, 80 or 90 years old. You want to be happy and healthy when doing so. Because a big thing that I talk about is not just prolonging people's lifespan. I want to prolong people's health span. Yeah. I don't want to be 90 years old and have 10 to 15 years of like literally using a frame to get everywhere and feeling really poor and like all that sort of stuff. I want to be able to get lift to 90 years old and be like sprightly and kicking footy with my grandkids yeah. and like fending them off. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to be, I want to increase again. my health. Yeah. I want to increase my health span. So you've got this uh, goal of losing five and a half kilos, but the, to, the, the crux of it is you want to live a long and healthy and happy life. hundred percent. So again, um, if you want that free training on how to uncover your deeper why, it goes into way greater detail than what Bado and I just went into. Um, just message us at Busy Blokes Podcast um, on Instagram or send us an email at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com. Um, just saying uh, seven levels deep and I'll send you that free training. Um, just, you know, motivation's fleeting. It comes and it goes. So we really need discipline, accountability. And we, we need a stronger why. And I strongly recommend you do the seven levels deep exercise. Mm. Uh, reach out to Goss if it's something that interests you because there's seven levels. So by yep. the time you actually get down to seven, mm. level seven, you actually hadn't have even thought about that exactly. reason yep. until you reach it. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's very cool. Um, very deep. Very deep. <laughs> very deep. Alrighty, to recap those four ways to stay motivated, you've got to keep track of your progress somehow, um, get some outside accountability to increase your odds of success, set small, achievable yet challenging goals and uncover your deeper why. Just huge. Just huge. Just huge stuff. Um, the but deep, the little things. I didn't realise how important the deeper why mm. was going to be. Yep. You know, like everybody wants to live a long, happy life. Um I hadn't really thought about it yeah. <laughs> until we got deep in the weeds, discovering my my deeper why. So, that, and I reckon I reckon yours will go even deeper. To be honest, I reckon if you do when, once you do the training, um, you'll get to a to an even deeper root of all that. Which you would be you really reckon cool. I can get deeper? Yeah, I think so. Boy, yeah. Now, Goss, this is very exciting. We're going to finish off each week with a recipe of the week. So, at the end of each episode, we're going to bring you a recipe of the week mm-hmm. i have to go home and cook it yep um and the following week i'm going to review it yep. give it a score out of 10 master chef style <laughs> um and <laughs> i've just looked at the notes and i've seen the first one uh that you you've put there slow cooked beef roast in a slow cooker lovely i need to get a slow cooker you do you got to get the tools <laughs> this is i think i said this in the last season it's probably the number one tool that i advise clients to get because yep. You know, we're all busy, we're all lazy. So just chucking everything in the slow cooker and it does the work for you while you get to go and do the other things you actually enjoy doing is an absolute game changer. So the slow cooked beef roast, um, you know, it's just a bunch of veggies, but the big nutrient dense uh, part of that is the red meat. Now, red meat or the beef, 
red meat has been demonized hardcore in the past 10 <laughs> to 20 years, um, but most of it's been debunked now. The red meat that they were using in those studies is like hamburgers from Maccas and like really <laughs> processed <laughs> bacon and sausages. But it's not even be- meat anymore. <laughs> it's not, no, it's. Pu- <laughs> it's um, so, beef is one of the most nutrient dense. Um, food items on the planet, um, you know, healthy fats, healthy proteins. It's full of, you know, ec- you know, different micronutrients um, like vitamin B12, zinc, selenium, iron, niacin, vitamin B6, and it's got things like creatine in there. So it's very nutrient dense. And again, I'm talking about like actual beef. And if you want to go down the rabbit hole, you can go down organ meats, but just beef, not not hamburgers and and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so it doesn't count. Get get the good beef in you. Lamb's also great as well, but this one calls for roast beef. Um, and again, slow cooker, chuck it all in, let it do the work for you. And why why do you like this dish? Because you've obviously tried it, road tested it. It's made it into your recipe book. I have. And um, it just got a lot of good feedback. Again, I like just trying out new things. Um, my fiance's birthday last night, so I got into some baking in the kitchen, made some cinnamon <laughs> scrolls. Um, so, and, and I was oh, sweating, man. God, don't bake. But it's like you've got to challenge yourself in the kitchen. So I'm always trying out new things. And I tried this one out maybe a year ago or so, and it was a hit. So any any hits in the household made their way into the ebook, and then just getting good feedback on the um, the Instagram parts when I posted up. So this one was well, got, got a lot of likes and um, comments and tags and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be a good one to start us off with. Well, your photo of the slow cooked beef roast looks unbelievable. Absolutely delicious, wholesome. Um, If mine looks half as good as that, I'll be happy. (laughs) Um, So we'll wait and see. But yeah, that was a big, a big goal of mine was obviously I've I've got my weight goal, but uh, getting back in the kitchen, cooking all the good stuff again, um, I can't wait. So that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening to episode one of season two of the Busy Blokes podcast. Uh, I need to say a big thank you to the team at Digital Loop on Beaufort Street in Mount Lawley. They've got all your digital needs covered. Check them out on their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia. Thank you again to Damo. Come along. I also didn't scare <laughs> him off. off. Yeah. <laughs> so what he's back for the ride for season two. Our audio wizard behind the scenes. Really appreciate your work, mate. And we'll catch you next week for episode two, where this is a huge one. (laughs) Christian's battle tried top four nutrition tips. You absolutely do not want to miss that one. Hell no. Love you, Dad.